it's time for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Identical twins who swam the placental waters together and have navigated life as identical individuals. At childhood, the brothers shared clothes, a room, and birthdays, thus fortifying their bond. Nevertheless, their differences became apparent. While Jose and Angel love country, family, and rock and roll, they rarely see eye to eye. The only constant is their unique alliance and rivalry. They may have shared the womb, but they don't share opinions. And here's another edition. Here it is of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we're broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage on TwinTalkCast.com. We also do it of the, out of the largest internet radio network in the world. That's Live 365, eh? And I said it right this time. You eh? sure did. We want to thank you guys for being patient. We are sorry that we are a little bit late. But, you know, we do have a day uh, uh, day jobs. You know, so is that 808, bro? That's 808, eh? Wow, like the beat machine. Like the beat machine. Anyway, so uh, my brother just handed me a number. Anyway, so we want to thank you for being here with us today. We have day jobs. We don't have night jobs, eh? <laughs> but Hey, we want to thank <laughs> you. But yeah. I'm a bit of a night owl, though, on... I am a night owl. You should see me sometimes on my day job, eh? It's like, it's like I'm asleep. Uh, we want to listen. Like the Walking Dead, huh? Yeah, no, that's my brother for you. <laughs> but we want to let you guys know that we have an awesome show tonight. Yes, we do. You know, you know that this week, uh, actually February fifth, tomorrow or six, marks uh, Bob Marley's birthday. Uh, you know, uh, the famous Bob Marley and. Uh, we have, uh, we're going to talk to his grandson, third generation Marley, and singer, songwriter, performer, uh, Daniel Bambata Marley. Later on, he's been on our show previously. Right. Uh, we're going to talk to him about, you know, you know, what's this, you know, what's it all about? See if he can give us some Marley insight on what happens in the Marley house during Marley week. And he's also going to introduce us to his new single, It Rocks. Eh? It's good, yeah, he's got a new single he's going to share with us. Uh, he was here with us. So check out our previous podcast on TwinTalkCast.com. Look for it on previous podcasts. He performed live. It was awesome. He did. He also played uh, He played his single, uh, Two Feet, and he also sang a song here. So look at it on our website. Go to previous podcasts and scroll down, and you see a picture of me and my brother. And... Uh, Daniel Bambata. Also with us tonight, the guys, the geniuses from the Cineverse.com. What's up, boys? What's up? If you haven't heard of them, I'm surprised you haven't. But these guys are the film critics of our new generation, and they do it on the Cineverse.com. That's Cine as in cinema. Cineverse.com. Anyways, uh, we're going to be talking about, you know, with uh, recent um, uh, deaths of uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman due to heroin, uh, they've got a little bit more insight as as to a, a list, a laundry list, if you will, of tragic Hollywood deaths due to uh, overdoses. Hey, he was the bad guy on Mission Impossible where, where uh, 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 Tom Cruise... Put on a mask and asked and acted like them, eh? <laughs> yeah, that that was funny, eh? Anyway, so that's what's going on tonight. Also with us tonight, as we do every Tuesday night, uh, our friend and multimedia journalist from NBC and Telemundo, the girl with the pink headphones. She has the skinny on all the fat stuff. 
even if it's political, entertainment, so on and so forth. She has the news and dirty laundry with us a little bit later. What are you going to have lined up for us tonight, Jackie? Hey guys, tonight on News and Dirty Laundry, the Super Bowl. I know we all watched it. Really exciting, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. Not so much. But there's still plenty of talk from a Super Bowl commercial with Coca-Cola. I'll let you know why they're still talking about it. Also, the latest details on the tragic death of Hollywood actor Philip Seymour Hoffman. What a sad day. Recent details just came about in the last 24 hours. I'll let you know what happened with that tragedy. And finally, George Zimmerman has a new gig. I'll let you know what his job <laughs> has to do with Kanye West. Oh. Yeah. All that and more coming up on News and Dirty Laundry. That's News and Dirty Laundry. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, only we have Jackie Casas with the News and Dirty Laundry. Oh, dude, I can't wait to hear that one. Kanye and Zimmerman? Until she wises up, by the way, because we ain't paying her. But anyway, so that's what's going on tonight. Also with us tonight, Angel, who's with us tonight? Uh, We got Lenny Engineering over there. What's up, Lenny? I just... This is my way of, of absolving myself. If anything sounds like crap, it's Lenny's fault, not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Lenny's winning points over there. Any, anyways, it's great to have you, Lenny, because, you know, we were like kind of running late and you had it going on over here, right? Yeah, on, yeah, man? yeah. Thanks a lot, man. Right on. Hey, my brother didn't say it, but I'm going to say it. Hey, you guys could call us. Call us here. We do this out of the garage, literally. You know, you can find Dio Luis's garage. Dio Luis's garage. You can you can tell. Look at the pictures on Facebook, Twin Talk Show, on Instagram or Twinstagram, Twin Talk Show, and on Twitter, Twin Talk Show. But you can also call us. Where you can call us, Jose? Uh, you can give us a call at 626-275-TWIN. That's 626-275-8946. Did we even check the phone to see if it's working? Uh-huh. <laughs> I hope it's working. Eh? Hey, the lady will check it as we're going along here. Anyway, so, um, um, yeah, thanks so much for listening to us, and we really appreciate that. Angel, how was your week, man? My week was pretty good. I, um, I, um... It was a good week. You know, I always ask that question, Angel. You so always be, forget. Be prepared. I should always From now prepared. on, take notes throughout the week. <laughs> All I know is that it was busy. Oh, yeah. You know what? I went golfing on Saturday, eh? No. Oh. Let me tell you, Mexicans can golf, eh? I went like, this is like, like the first time I ever went golfing, right? And it was pretty cool. I went with my homie, uh, Jake the Snake. Okay. And, and his friend, Chris. And, uh... You know they do this all the time, eh? Because you could tell. Because if they didn't like the, the if they didn't like their tee off, they did it again. And if they didn't like their tee off again, and they did it again, eh? But it was pretty good. It was windy, and uh, I hurt my back, eh? I was sore for a couple of days. You know, I I I thought of 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 um, taking up golfing years ago, um, and uh, because back in the day when uh, when you know Tiger Woods was coming up. Everybody was getting into golfing, and I was coming up in this business, and I thought, hey, you know, since everyone's golfing, a good way to network is to go golfing with people because everyone I knew was golfing. And then I decided, nah, that's when you get old. So I decided to take up surfing. Okay. And that's when I started. You know what? I will do network surfing, though? Like You do. It turns from out. From a wave away. No, it turns out you do. You go out there. And there's people out there you could you can talk to, and other people you know work that you work with do that as well. Let me tell you, I and who cares? A, I want to surf rather than I, golf. I got one par. Eh? That was my first time. Eh? Wow! It was, a, it was an 18 hole, and I got one par out of there. It took me uh, like three uh, three bogeys, 
and then I got a a par, and then I hit, and then I had a stogie. Oh, a bogey and a stogie. A bogey and a stogie. Anyway, but so. a green stogie. My <laughs> my week was uh, was uh, you know uneventful. I was back on the behemoth of a swing set. <laughs> Uh, I thought you finished that. It is, said it. it is finished, but it turns out I have to seal the damn thing because it's made of wood. And before it starts raining here in California, which may not happen because of serious? this drought, you have to seal it or else it'll ruin the wood. Oh, well, uh, not only for rain, but for the sprinkler system. Anyway, I went about the sealer. I spent the whole day just doing the tower. <laughs> I haven't done the swing beam and the cross, uh, those monkey bars. <laughs> oh. All day doing that, and the tower is not even finished yet. So, if there's any paisanos that are out there listening on their iPhones as they stand at the Home Depot looking for work, come hit me up, dude. I'll hire you for minimum wage because minimum wage they want to raise it anyway. Why don't you tag it? Eh? I got a bunch, a couple of homies that would tag it up really nice. <laughs> no thanks, eh? and it'll seal it, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, that's what's uh, that's uh, that was a good week. Anyway, right on, dude, right on. <laughs> Anyways, I hate uh, when you clear your throat on the air, Angel. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so annoying. Well, what do you want me to do? It underwater? Yeah, because at least they like won't hear underwater it. shit. Anyways, uh, it's time for the shout-outs because we love you, eh? I, I, you know, we're we're so happy you're there because we're here and you're there, so we're all here, so. Anyways, the shout-outs, uh, today we're doing the shout-outs, and uh, it's brought to you by Aladdin's Junior, the second Mediterranean cuisine and concert lounge. I'll give you a little more information on that later, but let's give you shout-outs right now. I want to give a shout-out to Diane Podolak out of Brooklyn. I think you're in Brooklyn, homegirl. Thank you so much. You're like the coolest, just the coolest. I just, you know, thank you. Uh, also, I want to give a download shout out. This is a download one, Jose. Okay, to La Sancha. It's a do- no, no Sancha, no. But it's a download shout out, so it's gonna just be your initials. A shout out to KM. Thank you and bless up. Also, I want to give a shout out to Moy of Maya Steck. They're a cool ass band. They just released a, a video. Uh, forgot the name of it, but I'll you know we'll bring him on the show. Also want to give a shout out to Nena MJ. Hey, don't tell anyone at work, eh? I let the cat out of the hat and I told you about our radio show. I bet you're digging it, Nina. Listen, listen, tell your friends, but don't tell anybody at work, all right? Why not, Angel? Because, eh? Okay. Just because, <laughs> Just because. Also, I want to give a shout out to Billy Scott. Thanks, Holmes. Hey, put in your tax return, home, so you can get that money and come out to Tio Lisa's garage and spend it on us. DYOB. <laughs> <laughs> also, a shout out to Sarah Sadek. Cool. Uh, shout out to Diane Grinley. Uh, hey, Diane, I love you. Miss you. I want to give a shout out to a couple of primos. Ava. Mwah, I love you, prima. Hi, Ava. We love you. Also, a shout out to Primo. Hey, take it easy on the wet ass, Holmes. Uh, also, I want to give a. Sh- I'll tell you later about the uh, wet ass. You okay, know? Yeah, I That's like a family. It. It's like, you know, he's family. I got to keep that shit off the okay. air. Okay. Right? But he shared it with me, so I'm going to share it with you later. The wet ass. Hey, Chucho, take it easy on that wet ass. <laughs> also, I want to give a shout-out to James Franco. Hey, I'm following you on Facebook. You're like the coolest dude, Holmes. And uh, I dug that movie on Netflix as I lay dying. I don't care if anyone says it's too artsy. I dig it. I get it, Holmes. Those are your shout-outs. You got any shout-outs? 
I have a shout out also to uh, my friends at NBC Universal. Hey, how about that move to UCBC? UCBC means Universal City Broadcasting Center because we have now left the NBC building that has been there for 65 years. I know. They changed the sign. That sucks. Yeah, it's no longer the Peacock. What is it now? It's NBC Broadcasting Center or Studios. NBC. No, Burbank Studios. Oh. Anyway, shout outs to all those guys that uh, are going to miss the old place because you guys are old school and viejitos. So you know who you are. That's all. They won't miss the asbestos. That's okay. Nope. That's it. Anyways, those are your shout outs. They're brought to you by Aladdin's Junior, the second uh, Mediterranean cuisine and concert venue. They play music there on the weekends. They have really good Mediterranean food, man. Awesome. Check it out. Really good. And they also have music and good beer. Check them out in downtown Pomona. All right. We'll be right back with Daniel Bambata Marley. Martinez, your loca host of Maz TV. Just wanted to check in with y'all and let you know to catch our show every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. on Channel 20, DirecTV, Dish, and AT&T U-verse. Tune in. Yeah, welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we broadcast live every Tuesday night from Theo Luis's Garage on TwinTalkCast.com. We also do it out of the largest internet radio network in the world. That's Live 365. So you could have those twins, 365 a year, eh? I want to remind everyone to go to TwinTalkCast.com and you can go to previous podcasts and you will see an array, a variety of other podcasts that we have done in the last three years that we've been doing this. Oh, man, we had some great guests. Uh, Rodney King, Oso Matli, Daniel Bambata Marley. Uh, uh, why, why do you always talk about music, man? Because we've also I'm had tr- people like Rodney King, Richard Blade, <laughs> you know, um, uh, you name it. We've had it. Yeah, Richard Blade. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of them, man. Just check them out, eh? We really have. Anyway, so we t- we told you that that we had Daniel Bambata Marley on our show a bit previously. He's going to be with us tonight. But if you go to TwinTalkCast.com after tonight's show, you will be able to 
Look for Bambata Jam and the Foxy Press. That's the name of the show. On previous podcasts, you can check out his live performance here. But he's going to be on later on, and uh, we're going to talk to him about uh, Bob Marley Week and uh, his new single. Anyway, so now, hang in there, hoes. Hang in there. There it is. Now, when you hear that deep, guttural, bassy beat that grabs you from the loins and twists and says, Híjole, it's time to listen now. It is indeed time to listen. Because with the news and dirty laundry, the skinny on the fatties and the skinnies on the skinnies and all the entertainment politics uh-huh. and all the news, the girl with the pink headphones, multimedia journalist from NBC and Telemundo, Jackie Casas. Sheesh. I never have that intro down hey, packed. Jackie, <laughs> yeah. I just want you to know that me and Jose, we like them skinny. We like them fat. Okay. <laughs> we love them. And this, anywhere in between. This and is, everywhere in between. This is where I agree with my brother. <laughs> and Jose likes them with some milk. <laughs> you never forget that. You anything got, I say. Anything I say. <laughs> I take mental notes of, you know, preferences. If you want to know what she means about Jose liking it with the milk, you got to listen to our previous podcast on Twin Talk Cast. Dot com. <laughs> Lactation love. Lactation love. <laughs> you know, there's a whole subculture on that. I know. I'm part of it, my friend. <laughs> I'm their ambassador, my friend. Milk does a body good. It sure does. One of these days, I'll take a picture with a milk mustache. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> hey, guys. How hey. Tonight? Fine. How was your week, my dear? Week was good. Always, you know... The weekend's always too short. I don't know who came up with that ratio, five work days, two days off. Who came up with that? Because I want to backhand them. That's a good question. God. We will find that one out. Yeah, seriously, we do. So I can give them my good old backhand slap. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> okay, guys, so let's get started with some news tonight. You know, when you're a billion-dollar multinational company, you just can't catch a break, right? Because that's what Coca-Cola is going through. They have had some major issues sponsoring the Olympics in Russia. Coca-Cola? Yeah, because they have a lot of drama going on over there. They don't support the gay community. So they got a lot of backlash. The Russian uh, community. Yeah, they don't they don't support the gays over there. So they've had a lot of backlash. And they just had another whooping about their Super Bowl commercial that aired this last weekend. Okay, who had a whooping? Coca-Cola did. Oh. They had a very crazy online backlash for their Super Bowl ad commercial, which aired during the game uh, this last weekend, which the game was wah, wah, was pretty Lop- obvious who pretty was going to win by the time <laughs> the second quarter. Uh, side note, I won $100 on my first oh. Super Bowl little you square did a thing. Yeah, I little did a pool. It was my first time ever. Buying had, a square? I had no idea what I was doing. And uh, one of our... That always happens, doesn't it? Uh, one of the guys at work, he does it like every single year. And I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. He's like, put your, just put your name down. Kevin LaBeach. Yes, Kevin uh-huh. LaBeach. He runs it every, every year. He runs it every year. I gave up. I never win. He's a scammer. I n- That's I, how he gets you. And he I gives you with- a measly hundred bucks. Next time, you're going to lose from near on out. Well... He, um, okay, first of all, I still don't really know how I won, other than the fact that apparently my numbers were really crappy. Everyone told me, like, oh, 
Yeah, those are bad numbers, Jackie. You're probably yeah, not but no one win. expected the win that it was either. No one expected that kind of win. So I won zero eight on the Yay. first quarter. Yes. I want to answer your question though. You asked a question. Who started the five hour five five? Orale, who did that shit? Back in the 1930s, the U.S. government decided on a 40-hour work week with anything over 40 hours being paid at time and a half. Jerks. They, they came very close to going with 32 hours, but other countries were adopting a 40-hour or work week. So the U.S. more or less went along with it. Damn it. Uh, so I could have had a three-day weekend? Yep. Uh, Dang it. Well, anywho. So that game, it was pretty <laughs> that's from lopsided. Yahoo, that's from Yahoo Answers. Go ahead. It was pretty lopsided. We pretty much <laughs> knew who the winner was. But the Super Bowl commercials, those are the ones we really look forward to. <laughs> yeah. And Coca-Cola decided to um, air the commercial of the American <laughs> song, America the Beautiful. Let's go ahead and take a listen to what this commercial sounded like. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies Por tus olas de granos tambar Yo pichina tzakuti Soy baba na manga brutas Sounds really nice, right? Sounds like a really nice song. Well, everyone got super pissed because Coca-Cola decided to do this uh, particular song, American song, in seven different languages, in Spanish and Chinese, and they did it in different languages, so people got super pissed online, on Twitter and social media because they sang the song song in different languages. So they were saying that they want to ban Coke. Uh, Coca-Cola products because they did such a disrespectful commercial towards America performing such a um, patriotic song in different languages. And on top of that, uh, the video, the settings of itself were American things, but it was with different um, countries. The- there was like a gay couple hugging one of their kids. So they were like, this is a slap in America's face. You know what? This is These are the same people that probably talk shit about that little... Uh, Mariachi kid who sang, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, at the at the at that basketball game, uh-huh. right? You know, and and the other the Puerto Rican guy uh, that sang when they're you know forgive me bigots, <laughs> it's bigoted. It's a bigoted thing to do. I agree. No, I'm calling them bigots. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, uh, you know what? It, we we are in a melting pot. Everyone knows that. So. Um, any kind of backlash it is is bigoted in my opinion, you know. But the truth of the matter is, if that is a big slander, it was really brought on by somebody. It wasn't brought on by a bunch of people. It's a slander campaign by you know who who brought it up. It's these people, right? So let's hear. Because this was the original version of that song. It, that sounds like a Disney song, Jose. <laughs> well, oh, it was supposed to be It's a Small World, but <laughs> it didn't work out quite the way I expected it to. <laughs> anyway, I think Disney was the one who started this because um, they're not happy about the plagiarism. So some were saying like, "Oh, these critics only come from like Republicans." And oh, come on! That was that was what they were. Some of them were saying, but um, one of the conservative radio hosts, Laura Ingram, um, she tweeted a reference to the Republican um, 
Paul Ryan that the uh, he thinks that they should ban any sort of Coca Cola products at the Who uh, said Republican this? National Convention. Who said this? The uh, radio host Laura Ingram. Okay. So she said that they should ban any. Well, Coca-Cola here's the deal. Products. I'm sick and tired of this slander of conservatives. Every time there's some stupid thing about racism, it's a terrible slander of conservatives. All oh, the Republicans, the Republicans, the conservatives are all sla- are all. Uh, why? It is why ridiculous. would you say? Why would you consider a? What's the word you use? Liberal. That why would you think that a liberal would think would 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 say something? It happens like that? all the time. Isn't that what the the uh, what is it? The definition of liberal is like I'm a little liberal, so. I don't mind gays, and I don't mind no. uh, you know other races. You you know. So like, what are you saying that con- that conservative well, definition is? They don't like all the races. What I'm saying is you're sticking up for conservative conservatives on, as a blanket sticking I, up for I, I, them I, I, without I, I, any real grounds to no, it. No, you know what? All you got to do. A, any other. I'm sorry, bro, but all you got to do is watch and listen. Watch television, listen to the radio, uh-uh, and you'll see that listen. constantly, constantly. Well, that's what I'm saying because you're making an argument that's uneducated. You have to oh, educate television yourself. Television is so educational. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, that's exactly what that's you That's not said. what I'm saying. You uh, need, Rachel, I'm not saying that it educates that, you, but I'm, Angel, let me finish. That mic looks like a shoe right now. Angel, <laughs> I'm not saying it's educated, but you're saying that I'm just making a blanket statement, but yeah. I'm not. When all you got to do is look at the, the media and the media is blasting it all over the place. Anytime anything comes up that's a, that even slightly looks uh, uh, bigoted they blame the conservatives like they're a bunch it is the biggest lie the the, 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 the the liberals have brought out because guess what what is the liberals the party of the party of the KKK the party of anti-civil rights the party of anti um, um, uh, uh, what's that called the Nixon's uh, emancipation they were all that. It was the Republicans that brought on the Civil Rights Act. There was the Republicans it, that brought on the Emancipation. I have no problem. It was all that stuff. I never said anything against, you know, uh, constipation. <laughs> Whatever. The point is, that's what I mean about being educated. And the, the the funny thing is the majority of Americans all believe that. They all believe. Did you know that Nixon, Nixon was a, a big Republican, as you know. He was a Republican president. Nixon was the guy that helped Martin Luther King get out of jail when he was arrested. But but John F. Kennedy took all the credit. You want to know why? Because Nixon took a political approach by staying out of the limelight when he did it. As a matter of fact, Martin Nixon, Luther King... Martin Luther, Nixon, let me finish this sentence. As a matter of fact, Martin Luther King reportedly has sta- had stated many times that Lincoln, I mean, uh, Nixon was a very good friend of his. Nixon, uh, Nixon was also a president that uh, took the congressman, I think out of Michigan, or one of those states that was uh, was very uh, segregated. Yes, took him out of his position and was going to take him uh, out of the U.S. to the Mexican embassy, Mexican yeah. American embassy. Yeah, forget his name. The Alabama governor who was uh, keeping uh, because students because, were going to uh, integrating no, students. No, 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 no. You got it wrong. He was going to take this governor out because this governor was offering what the what is called hub now the hub housing. Program HUD. HUD HUD, which started back then, which was started to kind of help bring uh, to get rid of segregation and to integrate 
the the uh, different races together. And what this guy was doing, you drank the Kool Aid. Gover- no, this governor <laughs> was using was using this as a as a platform to be able to integrate people. And Nixon was against it. I'll tell you why. Because you drank the Kool Aid. That HUD housing was not really intended to integrate and all that stuff. It yeah, was but, really intended. Yeah, but this, it was it really but this t- governor used I, it I, I, as so. You interrupted and me. then and then the president didn't like no, it. No, it was intentionally done to Angel. It, it, you know what? Um, uh, project housing and welfare has been the biggest reason why there are so many absent fathers and minorities, particularly in African-American communities. Because back in the day, for a family to get a HUD housing or project housing, the wife had to say, they, used, they were told, say that you're not married and your husband cannot live with you or else you or do not qualify for it. And that's what started the separation. African-Americans used to be much more family-oriented before if, this. If it wasn't for HUD housing, we wouldn't have the Dodger Stadium and Chavez Ravine. Eh? <laughs> Look that one up. Very folks. good point. Very good point. Very good point. <laughs> so just so we can you know, clarify, not all Republicans were no. you know, bashing it. There was the Republican from Alaska who was all in support and tweeted that she said she she got goosebumps from the uh, commercial. As a matter of fact, Billy Scott chimed in. He says, that commercial was beautiful. I loved it. As a matter of fact, I think it's a fantastic I commercial. Too. I'm a conservative. I'm a diehard conservative. Have been from probably... And a, super a, patriotic. And very patriotic. No, and hyper, I believe, hyper patriotic. No, no, because hyper would mean I would not question the government. And I do question <laughs> the government. He does. I do. And because I'm a patriot, no, you question. I question the, the government. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Who, yes, whichever administration needs you don't to be question questioned. The government. I do question the government. For there's goodness' sake, there's a difference. There's a there's a distinct difference there, Jose. Because it's semantics. You're arguing the, semantics. The administration that be. You're all, you you question it, but not necessarily the government. And I, do I question que- okay government. semantics. I question I question the government. The government. What do you mean gymnastics? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Moving on. I thought it was a beautiful commercial. I thought it was one of the most moving ones from all of them. Nothing really crazy out of any of the other commercials. It was kind of a wah wah. So you you actually uh, watched the Super Bowl? I wa- can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, did I you go somewhere? Or? I went to my boyfriend's house because I'm not a huge like Super Bowl like ah let's barbecue and get crazy and do whatever you do for Super Bowl crap. But my boyfriend's into it and his family's into a, it. So. A rato, mija, vas a ver, Sandro. Good job, Holmes. A rato, he's gonna have you wearing jerseys and breaking a can on your forehead, eh? <laughs> Good job, Sandro. <laughs> He's not a crazy fanatic, but he really likes watching. He follows it, and he has like fantasy. There's, Whatever. I did it. There's I nothing. Did it. I, I, I love football. I love. Baseball. I didn't watch any of it. The only thing I did was went on YouTube the next day to catch the uh, halftime, halftime performance. Show. The halftime he, show was super cool. Here's, here's the deal, though. I'm not a big fan of the Super Bowl, and every once in a while, if someone invites me to a cool party, I'll go check it out. But uh, this week we were. This <laughs> you week, weren't invited to uh, any no, cool party. I, yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> I was. I, I actually didn't want to do it. It was. One of those cold days, you just want to stay home and watch yes. movies. But, you know, my it girl is from Washington, and she kept hinting, oh, you know, the Seahawks, you know, oh, her yeah. family, everybody's all their neighbors, right? Seattle, Washington, their neighbors, Seattle. No, well, Seattle state. is it's in, in Washington. Oh, Seattle's in Washington. <laughs> is it Seattle a state? No, dude, you're killing me, dude. No. Oh, dale. 
What do you think you're Denver so, is? It's a city. I was, you're I was, so cute, Angel. I was ditching school that day, eh? Anyway, <laughs> anyways, I checked Twitter and I saw that in the third quarter it was 29-0. My girl decided she wanted to watch it because she wanted to feel part of the community of Washingtonians. Yeah. So we went to a local pizza place to watch the rest of the game, which was boring. Because, because the, rest, the rest of the game was boring. It, it, was, was, it was a dunce. It was pretty done. But the, um, the halftime show was really fun. It was with Bruno Mars and Red Hot Chili Peppers, which kind of reminded me how much of a crush. I had on that what's his dude face um, I kind of like Flea and I kind of like the other dude but anywho it was a great performance from the halftime show yeah you know what I I, I, I thought so too I watched it on YouTube the next day the next morning I was you know yeah. I got on my uh, my phone while I was sitting in my car <laughs> waiting to go to work uh, drinking my coffee and oh, dude, this dude Bruno Mars, man, he is great. He rocks He's it, amazing. I I'm a big fan of this. His, you know why? Because he harkens back to the old days of Motown yes. R and B. Oh, he very was talented, some, like James Brown. Yes, on that stage, you don't see enough of that. Everybody else is too overproduced. It's too cookie cutter. That's it's horrible. Exactly what I thought of. Like there was no. I mean, it was beautiful. There was fireworks, great lighting, and everything. But it wasn't too like Jose said overproduced. Like yeah. all these. Oh, uh, surprise performers, surprise songs. Hey, well, let me tell you, the that's a good example of, of uh, you know, a good example of uh, not being overproduced is the uh, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers underdressed. Eh? They oh, always... my God. How were they running around with no shirts on? Uh, that's the typical Red Dude, Hot Chili Peppers. I, I saw Chili it's Peppers. It's so sexy. I saw Chili you think Peppers. It's sexy. They're it totally sexy. They're like, they're, they're old enough to be your grandfathers now. They... No, they're not. They're like. In their fifties, they're youngins, and these bottles they live over here. They live over here in Echo you know, Park. She, she's being political correct because we're almost fifty. <laughs> you, could, you could go to any like vegan uh, or Eastern uh, restaurant over here in Echo Park and run into any of these guys. You know, I saw them at Lollapalooza back in the day, and 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 Flea came out naked. How'd you get that? How'd you get those tickets, Angel? I got those tickets. My brother gave them to me. <laughs> My brother wanted him on the radio, and I, I got him. I love them. They had Bruno Mars, who's totally Motown, old school, classic, amazing performer, and Red Hot Chili Peppers, who's just badass, like rock. So yeah. Billy chimes in on Facebook, Angel, we were probably ditching together that day. <laughs> you know the irony is, Billy, that you and I were the ones ditching. <laughs> I used to hang out with him riding around on his bicycle ditching. All right, Billy. Uh, all right, guys. So let's move on. This is actually a really true, sad story. Um, true tra- tragedy has hit the celebrity world. Hollywood and Broadway performer Philip Seymour Hoffman died last Sunday from an apparent drug overdose. The 46-year-old was found dead in his <laughs> New York apartment. He was 46? 46, yeah. He, had a, he was found with a needle still stuck in his arm and about 70 baggies of heroin in 70? his apartment. Yes. That's what happens what when you have money. You can kill yourself for real. Police say Hoffman withdrew about $1,200 and gave the money to two men carrying messenger bags. Authorities are now looking into his cell phone, computer uh, records, and video footage of his visitors to identify Hoffman's dealers. Lenny's playing taps. Come on, Lenny. He reported Kill that. He reportedly had a... Blame it on Lenny. <laughs> Let me tell you. Hold on, Mija. Hold on. This guy was 46? Yeah, he's our age. You and I are 46. Right. Okay, now, like, like you know, I mean, like, I don't look all young and shit, but I don't look all old like that, by the way. Well, that's what heroin does to you, man. The guy was an opiate, man. He uh, reportedly had a rough 
2013. He fell off the wagon after being clean for about 23 years. Uh, he went on a heroin binge uh, last year and was kicked out of his home that he shared with his longtime girlfriend um, and his three kids. He had just been out of rehab before Christmas and was attending AA meetings. He was working on, on, on improvement, but it... Um, it seems like he was not too successful. It's very ironic because about two weeks ago he was having a conversation with somebody. He said that if he didn't get clean, he's probably going to die from drugs. Well, I got to tell you something. I'm sorry, but there needs to be personal responsibility. What is it? What is it with this that's going on? What is it? Well, what do you do? He's already dead. It's not like you can you can like spank him or anything, eh? Uh, you know, no, I'm just talking what do you about mean personal responsibility. Everyone should have personal responsibility because I hate this. All it's a disease, it's a disease. No, you chose to it put is that needle totally on your. Totally a disease. You, listen, at one point How he decided. At one point he decided to get it and said, hmm, "Let me put that needle in my in my vein." That's, a, that's not a disease. That's a how choice. Is, how is it a disease? It's completely a disease because you you become sick. You become the first couple times. Sure, it's your own personal choice, but you come physically sick once you are off of the drug. So your but body, you have, but you've made, but you've made in, the choice. Your body internalizes it and becomes complacent to the drug, it and you it. internalize it, and it becomes exactly it becomes Especially. like a source of. Of, um, Running normal, exactly. It's, it's, so especially you opiates. Sick. So yeah. these people, literally, your mind literally makes you believe because of your body, what your body's telling you, that you must take this drug. You so, must take this. So liquor. what you're saying, Jose, is saying it's not a disease. What you're saying, it's a disease, but it's a self-imposed disease. It's it, it's not a, you know no one sticks a needle in your well there are cases it is, of people that actually get drugged by other people I can purposely. you know Jose I can see that because you're right you know especially opiates opiates they your your neural uh, uh, passages start to go different and you you don't function properly unless you have those opiates in you so it could be it's kind of like like AIDS Jose you know AIDS is 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 a self imposed sometimes. Uh, disease. No, AIDS is something you, you have contract. Sex. You have you, to- yes, you contracted because you had you made a decision to have unprotected sex. Yeah, but you, it's the same thing. No, it's not. This vato, no, the guy the, made a decision. I, to I stick think a that needle in I him. think that people when they have unprotected sex and then contract a disease are in denial. They they don't they 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 take the risk that they may not get the disease and they're very likely not going to. It's when you the choose did the same but thing. But this guy injected a cho- he made a choice to inject something in him, in his body that he knows that he that he knows that he knows darn well is highly highly Jose, addictive. You did you did so you excuse dependent me <laughs> on it. Did you intend that pun? No, I didn't. About injecting no, I didn't. and AIDS? <laughs> As you know, I did. <laughs> you know, um, here you see what I'm saying because you, you know, I see what you're saying. But Jackie makes a good point. It's it's like any drug or anything, even food. Your body starts to develop a certain dependency and gets it so uh, uh, towards it. So but, it becomes. But we live in just a, like, but, just we, like but, we, but we live in an age, Angel, where the, there's no excuse. We all know that those drugs are extremely and highly, highly addictive. And we are taught that. And there's not like we live in a bubble. So when you make a choice to do that, you make a choice and say, you know, I'm probably going to get addicted people, to this. But there are people who can be in that situation because they're either depressed, they are mentally ill, and they feel like these are, they are sources that they feel can make them in a 
feel better to release the pain, to They're, not confront But what you're doing is absolving them from personal responsibility. There are a, a myriad of other things you can do to help uh, you uh, tolerate. I understand. Prescription drugs? I no, I'm talking <laughs> you know, other things, activities, you know, uh, do whatever it is to, to make Go you to feel better. Go to the mountain, better. eh? Whatever it is. Take Go to the hike, mountain. Eh? Take a hike. Take a hike. Regardless whether, you know, you... You perceive it as a disease or not it's a true tragedy uh, he was uh, the, so many celebrities have come out in support for him in their in his morning Kate Blanchett uh, several other Hollywood performers that are just truly sad because he was a very uh, he's come out in so many movies he's been in the in the industry for such a long time but he was never what they report as a typical Hollywood actor guy he wasn't really into himself and uh, uh, he's had several pending projects that he left behind including the box office series the hunger games plans have not been determined on what will happen on that project apparently he still had several days to shoot to finalize um his role on that show they have not released any details on what will happen i just think that i just think that especially the hollywood um uh uh society the hollywood whatever hollywood is perpetuating the whole Oh, what a sad disease that he had. The man had children and he had a family and yet he continued to make those choices, those choices that led him to his death, not leaving his kids, um, you know, without a father. I'm sorry. I, I, I will be chastised by people, but you know what? That's the culture we live in now that people don't want to take responsibility for their actions. It's a disease. You know what? If you're obese, it's a disease. No, you chose to eat and get obese. <laughs> I'm sorry. We live in an age what where we know. those that have their genes that are of course, those are addiction? Th- of course, those are ex- they're exa- extreme examples. Of course, those are going to be examples, but for the most part, people are making choices. Take, take responsibility for them. If I get addicted to a drug, which I uh, never will because I, I, it terrorize, terrifies me to even think about it. But if I did, it's because <laughs> at some point I made a choice to start taking that drug. So don't feel sorry for me if I die of addiction. Don't, you're, because you're, it was my choice. You're addicted to politics, eh? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and if I die of it, it's my choice. It's a disease. <laughs> Moving on, guys. Quick theory. The reason why there's an upswing of heroin in the United States is because of the war in Afghanistan. Afghanistan is the largest producer of opiates, and all of a sudden, big, big cartels have taken it over. Cartels run oh, by yeah. the government. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that depression, uh, PTSD, problems coming back to no jobs, problems coming back to no family have absolutely nothing Okay, so to let's talk about it. that. As a matter of fact, later tonight, we're going to speak to the, we're going to speak to the guys from the Cineverse.com. They're the movie gurus, and they're going to talk about- Gurus. They're going to talk a little bit about why. Why is it that these celebrities have everything at the palm of their hands? You're talking about uh, uh, people have it down and out. These people don't. I can't. You can't tell me that they have pressures working. I know the business. I have as much or more pressures as they do. I'm not sticking needles in my arm. Listen tonight. Later on, we're going to talk to thecineverse.com about But that's about the problem. That. We put them on this pedestal where we think nothing should affect them, where they're fine. Oh, they're celebrities. How, large, how hard can your life be? We don't really know what's going on in their personal life, whether they've had an abusive childhood, whether they don't even have parents around, whether they don't even have a support system around. They, there's plenty of celebrities that have come forward and said, I'm a celebrity. Everyone in the world knows me, and I can't think of one damn friend that's standing next to me. All they I, are alone. You are making this up because you don't know this. Because you How don't am know. I making this up? I'll tell up. you why. Because you're not living in their shoes. You don't know this. I don't live you're in their specu- shoes. But I can't assume you, that but but they're celebrities. That doesn't, ex- that doesn't exempt them <laughs> okay. from being a human being. No, you're right. But from you're human speculating. emotions that we have. We, we loneliness, have a- desperation.
frustration, depression, and, and are you sadness, on a needle? Are anger. you on a needle? No, I'm not on a needle. But it's it doesn't matter. Celebrities and people on Skid Row have problems with addiction. I know, but you're trying this really a, difficult. You're trying to difficult. You're trying to make an effort here to. Um, uh, and uh, absolve responsibility, even even if they're not exempt let me, let me, from personal hey, responsibility, no. just what, like someone even, else that's there you a, go. a regular person there you like go. me. Then you they're agree just with on me. a different platform. Then you agree but with me. But I'm not saying that. But I don't agree that they don't have any problems. I'm not they saying that have, either. You said that they no, have I'm not. Problems. I'm saying that they don't have. That you, that no, you, I didn't. I, uh, I don't have said, problems, so no. I don't have a needle in my hand. So what's your excuse? I said you got to say that. I'm responding. Hey, let me say he's revising. Excuse me a little bit. He's revising again. I'm not. I'm, I said exactly what you're saying. That no, that, you're revising. Uh, no, shut up. I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying exactly what you're saying. That I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, I have the same uh, problems or or same problems or more. I don't have a needle in my arm. I'm saying that they're equal to me. That's exactly what I'm saying. You're saying that I'm saying they don't have problems. Of course. Of course that they have. They're human. Okay, you kind of made it seem like no. you feel like they're celebrities. Like what kind of Not problems will you have? I said, look. Because they have everything in the palm of their hand. Like you say, what kind of issues but could they what have? Did I say? Have he does, Jackie. He, but, said, he said that, but see, like now he's revising. No, but what? Because, but listen to what I said after. I yeah, said, I you could have as it many. It doesn't matter what you but, said before because you said something different after. No, you and then you're going to say something it's after that. It's called context, Angel. It's Angel. called revision. No, it's called context, Revision. Angel, I said a whole sentence it's called context i said look i i have problems i have stresses too but you know the, i have as many or more as you and i don't have a needle in my hand that's okay. exactly what i said okay but listen listen <laughs> people have problems okay and no, don't interrupt me tell me oh that's what i said oh i didn't say that oh that's what i said thank you, it, you thank you talk. for saying that for me you can't talk okay the bottom line is not everyone is the same, okay? Some people do things and they they shouldn't have done it. You've done things that shouldn't have done it. In this case, it costed his life. That's fine. So, I so, agree with hey, you. Hey, wait a second. I agree. Be quiet. This time it costed him his life. So like if you make a mistake, I what? agree. Oh, it was his responsibility. I just said it. I just said it right now. If I die of addiction, it's my responsibility. Yeah, it is. Don't feel bad for yeah, me because I made the but choice. I'll say, you can't say that because you're not addicted to drugs. What about other things that because, you shouldn't do? Because that you and shouldn't it's my do responsibility. That we're not talking about. It's I don't my know what it is. And it's my responsibility. It is your responsibility. And it's my responsibility. But, but how would you like it if somebody sat there and said, "Oh, it's your responsibility," especially if you die? I don't, no? I don't mind it because it's my well, responsibility. Yeah, he doesn't because know. I own up. Listen, I we don't need to have compassion. Bottom I, line, I do have compassion, but I am tired. <laughs> you of, have cat here's, passion. Here, no, here's the deal. <laughs> I'm tired of Hollywood society coming on and saying, "Oh, this terrible disease." Because what does it tell our kids? Oh, it's a disease. It's not your fault. It's just a disease. Let's put a name to it. If a kid's rambunctious in class, he's not just being rambunctious. He's got ADHD. Let's give him medication. Or it's not his fault. That's what it is. We're absolving every all our children of personal responsibility by calling everything a disease. Personal choice is no longer personal choice. It's now a disease. If it's a disease, it's not your responsibility. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not unsympathetic to someone who died and his family. I am just don't like the excuses that society makes for people's bad choices. Let me tell you, I heard that like maybe four times already. How many times because, have you heard be, me or Jackie? It's because clearly you're not understanding Obviously, what I said. No, uh, clearly, no. I, 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 I understand what you're saying. I just simply have another opinion, which you clearly didn't hear. 
I heard your opinion. I'm just responding to it. No, you're not. You're repeating the same thing for the fourth time. Because clearly you didn't understand me the first time. No, just because I don't agree with you doesn't mean I don't understand. Okay, that's a very good point. But clearly you didn't hear me. Or understand me. And don't piss off Jackie, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, let's move on from that story. Um, So do you remember who uh, George Zimmerman is? He was the guy (laughs) that was acquitted last year of uh, a second-degree murder, manslaughter charges, and the death of teen Trayvon Martin. Yes. I'm sure we remember him. Yes. Well, Zimmerman has a new job. And it's in the boxing ring. Uh-huh. He has agreed to enter a celebrity boxing match to happen on uh, to go occur oh, March first. I guess thousands of people express interest in fighting Zimmerman. About eight thousand people, to be exact, put in their request to fight George Zimmerman. Rappers uh, DMX and The Game were among those that were interested. However, Zimmerman has selected his pick and his opponent. Of course he did. Who <laughs> of course. do we think it is? <laughs> Let's hear it. None other than Kanye West. <laughs> you know, I he hope... He picked Kanye West because he says he thinks Kanye attacks defenseless people. <laughs> citing run-ins, <laughs> citing run-ins with paparazzi. It's so true, And most though. recently, so an 18-year-old man at a chiropractor's They're office. The same. So he feels like... He needs to get in the ring with him. You know what? We know what's a. This is a tough one. That's eh? so ironic because I can't stand. Right? I cannot stand <laughs> Zimmerman, but I can't stand Kanye either. I don't so know who to root I for. I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> Actually, I want to see Zimmerman put the beat down on Kanye West. I'll tell you why. It all has to go back to what you guys hate about the elite. Okay, because so often I hear rhetoric from people like yourself, Angel, and the rest of the liberal socialists on against all these. Well, let me finish. Against all these elite. Why do you call me corporate, a liberal socialist? Uh, corporate, because you are. I corporate, never claimed cor- that. You don't, but you are. This corporate elite, but guess what? People like Kanye West and Kobe Bryant, they all make an insane amount of money too, and you don't hate on them. So you know what? Let's I don't have, hate on them because they have talent, but I don't agree with how much money they're getting so, paid. Uh, Never have I ever been agreed with Kobe Bryant or David Beckham I could or care whatever less. other sports athlete. Let them make that money. I don't care if they make a lot of money. Here's the deal. I want to see Zimmerman, the little man. Hey, he's a little guy who has no, no money. Put the beat down on a rich black man. I not, like not because I'm... You know, racist by any means, because but, he's rich. But because he's and rich, he's got a big mouth, and he's a black man Wait, with a I chip. You said Let me you finish. Didn't hate rich people. Let me finish. No. Uh, uh, yeah. Huh? Didn't he say that? That's my huh? point. That's, didn't he say that? That's what I just said. Will you guys listen to what I'm saying? Because uh, let me finish. Why do we always have to listen to you, Jose? Because clearly you're not hearing me. Because when it comes to the same elite, elite people that, that it seems that you guys put the hate on all the elite who are the the white corporate conservatives. But if you got a black man who's an athlete or a rapper, he gets a pass. So let's him get. Let's let the little guy get the beat down on this rich black man. Since you guys, you know, see, you're generalizing and then you're throwing me in the mix, eh? No, I am generalizing. I'm not, not going to say. Don't, you speak don't. like a liberal yeah. socialist. See, you know what? All I know is that this is a tough one because I don't like them both. Kanye mm-hmm. West was bullying uh, Taylor Swift, eh? And if I could go in the ring in there, I'd go in there. I would love it if they I'd both like to knocked see, each other out. I would love to see that, Angel. That but, would be but, win for me. <laughs> but, yeah, both of them each. It's, yeah. It's Who, like, uh, who's going to wear the hoodie? Oh, good one. You know what? Knowing Kanye, he'll show up just to make a, a statement with I a mean, hoodie on. How ironic. George Zimmerman, 
clearly he doesn't give a fuck no. about trying to make peace like with the it. country because he picked a black man, which, yeah. as we know, with the case with the um, Trayvon Martin trial, everyone was saying that it was based on racism. Uh-huh. He was a racist guy. That's why he shot the unarmed black teenager uh-huh. kid. So everyone was, you know, the whole black community was very upset with him. And then he was dismissed of the charges. I'll tell you what it which is. Which blew then, up I nationally. I tell you what there it is. There was riots in California. There was riots in New and York. And then he had a run-in with the law later on because of some family dispute. I, and a third run-in. I'll tell tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is. I'm just the so man, curious. Listen, he's not... He's just trying to no, get up his 15 minutes no, to 20 minutes no, of that's, fame. Let me, that's exactly what it is. He's trying to capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. If he fought, and do you still think he's innocent? What does that have to do with this? Be, I want to know. Of, of, of what? what? Of what? Of what? Of uh, of killing in, innocent black kid unjustly. I totally still think he's innocent. Absolutely, uh, I still think he's. He innocent. looked for it, eh? just like he's looking. But at back to what we're talking. But, but no, this has everything to do with. Of course, he knows he's not stupid. Whoever his publicity manager, because you know he's got a manager now. Whoever his manager has said, "Hey, this is good for you. Bad news is good news." He knows that one, uh, him fighting against a black man will put up much more controversy, much more pay per view dollars. Of course, the more more money he brings in, the more money he makes. Bottom line, that's genius. Because you know what? Here is the deal. People are always going to hate him. So tell you what? People are going to pay to hate him now. Smart, smart, smart. I think it's disgusting. Why do you think, Angel? Why I do you think, think it's disgusting también? Angel, eh? why do you think when I post stuff on Facebook about politics and people get all mad and you're like, oh, Angel, Jose, stop it. People need to love us. <laughs> I don't care if they don't agree with me and they get angry. Because one, first, I believe strongly in what I'm saying. And two, if people want to tune in and hate on me because they don't like my politics, hey, tune in and hate on me, folks. That's all. Well, I'm totally from a different school of thought. Eh? I'd, I'd rather you not tune in if you hate me and tune in when you hate me. But I tell you, Angel, that because was... Because then you learn to love me, eh? And that's what it's all about, eh? But It's about, like, the ripple effect. You know, what are you throwing out there? Of course, if you hate something and you express the hate towards it, all you're doing is giving hate a space to be and perpetuating it. It doesn't matter who's right or who's but wrong. But if you tune in, you're right also perpetuating you dollars in my pocket. So tune in and hate me if you want. <laughs> tune in. Here's the deal. I post things, as you know, on Facebook just, when it comes to politics, Angel. As you know, I don't hate on anyone. I don't hate on anyone. I just put stuff out there that is um, that that has to do with my beliefs politically. And if they hate, people hate on it, they hate on it. I just have this visual of Jose in his kitchen on his laptop wearing just nothing but chonies and like writing up <laughs> his little do, writing of up course. his little political thing and when he says like post he goes post and he's like yeah and I got my cajones on. What are you going to do? Grabbing his crotch. Yeah. <laughs> do you notice that she's always thinking of me in some stages of undress? <laughs> I just say like in your tanan tanans and you're like post. You, usually they're box, like usually they're boxer briefs, folks. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just there in, in my cool colors yeah. or Superman. Yeah. I got ca- no Captain America. I come wanna, on, oh, you know me. <laughs> I want to comment on that hate comment. You just you know give peace a chance, hey? Eh? Just like John Lennon says, we don't know what we don't know. But you know what? Peace don't sell, Angel. Peace don't sell. Okay. So if you guys want to hate on me, hate on me. John Lennon was on peace, and he he sold. He died. Yeah, he died. <laughs> All right, guys, moving on to another sad story. Oh, you know, Queen Queen of England, 
Missy yeah. over there, who's got, you know, tea. She's kind of like broke. Tea. Really? She's kind of broke. Apparently, the Queen's household finances are reportedly to be about only a million dollars in their reserve oh, fund. Really? This is in comparison to 2001, where they had $35 million in the reserve. Uh, this is all according to the UK um, newspaper, the Daily Telegraph. They have uh, al- allegedly the royal household has um, made efficiencies of uh, five cents. Five percent over the last five years with government departments. Wow. They've been cutting their budgets by up to a third due to these um, deficits in their budgets. It says that the royal palace is crumbling due to ongoing maintenance issues as well. So they're slashing left and right. And, you know, the thing is, why do you need such a big ass house? <laughs> I mean, even like rich people, you do, you see a lot of like athletes. Later on, they they retire, and then later on, they're, they're selling their house because they're broke. Because they they, they bought into a house that's too big. For it's them. ridiculous. You don't need you just just you know well, bare minimums, and I mean that on many levels. Bare. Just to you know, <laughs> bare it all. Home. It's a big ass house. Yes, apparently the queen's old boilers they're racking up to bills about seven hundred seventy four thousand dollars a year. This just for the boilers. That's not including maintenance of the home. They have a huge landscaping uh, area. They have their servers. They have their butlers. They have their chefs, their cooks, and everything. And uh, so they need to start cutting down. There's even been talks of having a portion of Buckingham Palace being open to the public as tours to make money for the royal family. That's a good idea. And you know what they should do also? People would totally get into it because there's so many people outside of Buckingham Palace. It's insane. They have this part. You've been like, there? Yes, I've been there. Uh-huh. Where they're outside, they have this thing called change of guards where uh-huh. they basically swap out their guards. Uh-huh. And it's this huge like procession and people, it's like crazy. And they try to make them laugh. And they, and they try to make them laugh and they have like music. They have orchestra playing yeah, just to change the guards because they have really? 24-hour guards there yeah, day ridiculous. and night. So they they have like orchestra playing and, and so hundreds and hundreds and so of she's, people. So she's what? The, not, so she's not banking on this tourist attraction. No, no. They should. They should. They should. And you know what else they should do? Go to Home Depot and get some workers from there. Right? Eh? <laughs> I gotta. I gotta. I gotta read something from Facebook that just came up uh, regarding. Um, this is from Linda regarding our previous conversation or topic. She says, "Forget about personal accountability when it comes to Zimmerman, right?" Drug addicts don't deserve sympathy, but Zimmerman is okay. He made a bad decision, too. That's a very good point, Linda. It is, Linda. Here's my response to that, Linda. Of course he's got one. Well, of course. It's probably a revised version of what he said previously. It's not. I still stand on the same thing. You know what? I'm I'm the epitome of your revision, eh? God made you, and he said, Charlie, man, I'm going to put a revision on that. And I was born, Holmes. (laughs) Anyway, so my belief is still that Zimmerman... Um, Zimmerman was, uh, according to the, according to the uh, evidence, what felt in fear of his life, and it ended up costing another person's life. That's what I feel. The guy was supposedly trying to be the, you know, he made a wrong decision. The guard he of the neighborhood, in the car, instead of and listen to what the nine one one person. Now, said. as far as sympathy, so that was the wrong decision he made there. As about, and he didn't pay for it. The kid did. And as for sympathy, I do have sympathy for people who die. I have sympathy for their family. But let's not call it a disease. That's what I'm talking about. I sympathize uh, uh, on Hoffman and his family. But I don't 
agree with people calling this a disease. That's what I'm talking about. Let's make that freaking clear. Not a good comment. Very good point. Anyway, is that it with, with uh Yeah, so poor Queen Elizabeth. She has to stop having so much tea and crumpets now. <laughs> poor oh, lady. No. <laughs> Don't take a woman's tea and crumpets away. Hey baby, I, I found the uh the, the the bottle opener from Wells that you brought. Oh, you did. Yeah, that one. Yay! That one. That one survived. Eh? Everybody, awesome. All the other ones got stolen. Damn them. That Hawaii one was really cool. That one was a dope. It's it a little lot. surfboard yeah. with a bottle opener. It was cutesy. It. it was cutesy. Yeah. So Queen Elizabeth <laughs> has to get it together. We'll see. Maybe we can actually enter Buckingham Palace to get a little tour for a couple of pounds. She needs to start shopping at the at ye old. 99 cents. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that I have for tonight, guys. All right. So that's it tonight uh, for tonight's News and Dirty Laundry. Thank you, Jackie. Jeez. Okay. So we'll be right back with Daniel Bambata Marley and the Cineverse.
this is Melissa Martinez, your loca host of Maz TV. Just wanted to check in with y'all and let you know to catch our show every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. on Channel 20, DirecTV, Dish, and AT&T Uverse. Tune in. Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we're broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage on TwinTalkCast.com. And we're also doing it out of the largest internet radio network in the world. That is Live 365. <clears throat> Clear your throat. .com. <laughs> Later on tonight, we're going to have the guys from TheCineverse.com. That's Cordell Crisman and Dave Brown. Uh, they're going to be talking to us a little bit more about the Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, tragedy. And also, we're going to discuss other tragedies because it seems to be an epidemic in Hollywood. In Hollywood, uh, all these deaths are due to freaking drugs, for goodness sake. Anyway, but right now with us tonight, Angel, what's up? Well, uh, before we go to our next guest, uh, I'm uh, the reason why I thought it would be a good idea to give him a call. He's been on our show previously. But for those of you who don't know, um, this week happens to be Bob Marley's uh, birthday. And, uh, uh, you know, there's hardly nobody who does not know who Bob Marley was. But he was born February 6, 1945 at uh, Nine Mile State and Jamaica. Jamaica, man. Jamaica. Uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, well, he's been he's impacted the world in, in uh, many, many ways. I don't know. He shot the sheriff, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that uh, he was given the Peace Medal of uh, of the Third World by the UN? I didn't know that. He was given the Peace Medal, also the the, the Medal of Peace, the Medal of Peace by mm-hmm. the uh, the UN, United Nations, United Nations. In 1994, his him and his band were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The and Whalers. Also, he was also given the third highest honor in the Jamaican Order of Merit, and also, and some circles considered as a prophet. But today, we are so honored to have a third generation uh, Marley, a singer and songwriter who has been on our show, but stands alone. Uh, he's been performing, uh, uh, you know, across the USA. He's had a few uh, songs out, and he's going to introduce one of our so- his new songs later on. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Daniel Bambata Marley. What's up, Daniel? Well, going in I'm better, better. Hey, man, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Fantastic, Daniel. Thanks for being with us here today. Now, so people will know the exact genealogy. What are you in line? Are you Marley grandson? That's right. You are so so Bob <laughs> is grandpa. Yeah. So what would you call him? Do you call him grandpa, papa? What would you have called him? I call him what I call him right now. Okay. Let's call him Gramps. You know. Right on, Gramps. Hey, uh, uh, Daniel, I thank you very much for uh, taking our call and. Uh, um, particularly on this particular, uh, uh, talk, uh, to talk a little bit about uh, uh, Bob Marley, because uh, you do stand alone in your art and in your music, as as uh, you know, our listeners will see with the with your single that you that you will introduce later on, uh, and you get down live. By the way, I saw him live; he rocks. Uh, but can I ask you? I know that uh, the Marley family, being a very public uh, uh, figures, if you will. You do. You are very private. 
but is there anything that you can impart and enlighten us as to, um, you know, what is it that the, that the Marley family does or how do you observe uh, Bob Marley's uh, birthday or Bob Marley week? Oh, I mean, like, what do we do on his birthday? Yeah. <laughs> um, we, you know, everybody do them too. You, you open up, you open up beverage of your choice. You know, uh-huh. you could you put some some smoke in the air. You know, you might make a fire. Awesome. And you just give thanks for for everything that has come before you. You know. Uh huh. And, and so you. So you use Bob Marley's birthday to give thanks for all your blessings that have come up before? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not using it for that, but I'm just saying that that's kind of what would happen. So, but it is definitely a day that you do actively observe, correct? Is that what you guys do? You actually actually make every it? Every day. Every, I mean, every day I, every day I, you know, observe. Yeah. So, we're talking about, you know, we get together and we do something. Sometimes we do, um, the last, Probably, I think it was two years ago, I, I did a show for first birthday in the Bahamas with, with like, all my cousins and stuff. So, sometimes we get together and we do a little thing, you know, and then other times, everybody will work, you know, but everybody still calls the reverend. And, uh, and how do you feel, like, see, I, <clears throat> you know, we're from, a, myself, my brother and myself, we're from a different generation as yourself. You're, you know, you're, um... Uh, can you uh, impart on us? How do you observe people of your generation? Do does does the Marley legacy? Do you feel that it still has the same kind of impact that it, or, or more or less than uh, our generation? Um, I feel like it, it's sinking in. You know, it's 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 just like everything else. The longer it's around, the more it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. So it's been around for a very long time and it's done so much. So we continue doing that. So, and yeah, I mean, with my generation, it's, it's like, and I'm sure, you know, all, all good music with a good message has been doing that for people, not just, you know, Bob, but much, much, much more. So what is it then that the Bob, the Marley family would want uh, uh, the world to know, to continue to know about uh, the great Bob Marley on this uh, week? I, think, I can't tell you about everybody. I can't speak on behalf of everybody. So uh, how about, can you speak uh, on your, on you know, on your opinion? No, of course. Um, I think um, what everyone should know is that, you know, is, is, is real, you know? Really, like, really, really, you know what I mean by that stuff. You know, you see somebody who, you know, he's happy, and sometimes he has to be there, and then, right on, you know? right on. Hey, uh, so uh, you're you're in the East Coast right now, huh, um, uh, Daniel? What are you up to these days? Um, right now I'm sitting down, doing a pro tour, writing some music. Uh huh. And you, you, what, your albums, you know, we're we're waiting on it, man. <laughs> yeah, we're funny. Uh huh. Soon come. Okay. No, it's, it's on the way, but I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the EP first. So uh huh. you get to know that. So when I get back in town, uh-huh. I'll come leave you when I have um all those things recorded, and we can run them on the on the show. You know. Sounds so, good. 
Hey, yeah, uh, how did I do you have um da uh, Daniel? Your new yes. your new single. Uh, I think it's pretty awesome. Before you introduce your new single, can uh, uh, can you tell us a little bit about it? Um, Protect My Crown. Yes. Protect My Crown is, is basically a song to to keep everyone um, on their toes, you know, and, and knowing that you have to do what it takes to get what you want and keep yourself up and protect your brain, you know, protect Protect yourself. Protect the yeah. crown. Protect yourself. Yeah. Right on. Can you introduce it, please? Well, it's come the lyrical thing from a lyrical thing. Daniel Bombata telling, protect my crown. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, that's that's Daniel Bambata. Here it is. Protect my crown by Daniel Bambata Marley. Yeah.
today. Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Now it's time for my little segment that I like to call Patriot Pass. This is for the disease in you. You know what I'm talking about? The lack of personal responsibility. The devil made me do it, which was a phrase often used, until a more scientific and palatable one was coined. It's a disease, they say. It's a choice, I say. But, you know, stick the needle in the vein, the burger in your mouth, the lewds in your drink. Go ahead and excuse yourself. But no, who is listening and who is learning? Our children, my children. So, if you do not care about yourself, take some responsibility and show some care for our future. This is my Patriot Pass. That was my brother Jose exercising the biggest muscle in his body, his mouth, with his Patriot Pass. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. I do believe that there's some personal responsibility that people like to absolve themselves from. And uh, we need to not allow society tell us to tell us, oh, the poor man died of a disease. The man died of a of a, a horrible thing that he died. Can I give first you a word all. of advice? Jose? But, but hey, let's take personal responsibility. Let me give you a little bit of word of advice, okay? Uh-huh. Be careful. You're starting to sound like a Scientologist. Uh, what? A- <laughs> Mr. Tom Cruise. I'm not trying to. <laughs> Jose I'm, Tom Cruise Hernandez. I'm not trying to get rid of your engrams by using whatever that whatever that is. And trying to Remember when Tom Cruise got in a big match with uh, Christy Alley because Christy had a disease? Yeah, that's ridiculous. And, and he, because she was pregnant and she get, she went into... It wasn't Christy Alley. It was, uh, wasn't it Nicole Kidman? It was Christy Alley. Not Chris, Nicole Kidman's his ex. Yeah, he was talking about somebody... Oh, wait, no. Brooke Shields. Oh, there you go. Brooke Shields because um, Brooke Shields was <laughs> having postpartum... Postpartum depression, but you know it's funny you bring up. It's funny you bring Tom Cruise up because you're talking about one of the greatest, one of the greatest uh, actors of all time. But he has his issues too, and uh, yeah, he does. And that's the thing about it is that uh, is that uh, uh, you know sometimes people that act and stuff they think that you know no people that uh, put actors. And people like and athletes and celebrities like in a position as if they were like all knowing and all wisdom and all wise just because they're famous. It's funny you mentioned all knowing and all wisdom because on the air with us right now, the gurus, <laughs> the gurus, the geniuses of film and entertainment, Cordell Crisman and Dave Brown of the dot com. What's up, guys? Hey, hey well. Just me tonight, but uh, everything is going well. Oh, is it? Than I can say for who, some who, of the other celebrities. Who's me? This is Dave. 
It is. It's funny, Dave, because I called both of you, so it looks, and we're on conference, so it looks like we're leaving a long voicemail on Cordell's uh, phone number right now. (laughs) (laughs) Serves him right. Serves him right. So that way he can do the homework later. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, Dave Brown, one half of thecineverse.com. Anyway, so Cordell, what a tragic, tragic uh, week it has been for Hollywood with the death of Philip Seymour Hoffman, one of the best actors ever. Uh, what you know? Absolutely. What can you say about that? I mean, it's an interesting it's an interesting dilemma I find myself in because most of the time uh, I'm generally one of those guys that's like, oh no, a celebrity died from a drug overdose. Well, that's kind of their fault. That idiot. What were they thinking? But I got so bad because <laughs> I really like Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's usually it's usually something like, well, that guy was always done. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Well, you know, there's been reports, uh, more reports come out saying that of late he has looked pretty bad, uh, you know, um, going to the Sundance Film Festival, more than just aloof, you know, kind of out of it, looking pasty and sweaty above all things, among all the things. But, uh, you know, was was it well known for a long time that he was a drug addict? Well, I mean, it was definitely something that was something that was known in the industry, but not something that was really talked about. Um, it, you never really found him like under a bridge in New York, you know, tweaking or anything. But he had been in rehab a few years ago. Uh, but usually it was, it was kept really quiet because he never really bothered anybody. But uh, I tell you something that most people are finding surprising about him is that you know he was married with two kids. That is surprising. It's all it's it's kind of discouraging and dismays. And that can do it to you too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you know what? I mean, Hollywood or entertainment or celebrities, I mean, the celebrity uh, um, uh, culture is replete with examples of tragedies or whatever you want to call them, uh, bad decisions like this one. Uh, Can you tell us of a few? Um, Here's the thing about about Hollywood and and this this problem that's very pervasive in just pretty much anyone who's really in the public eye for you know a long amount of time, um, because you, you start there's there's two ways it can go. There's the celebrity that you know the celebrity drives you into drug use, which is you know I'm so famous, oh my god, people are looking at me all the time. I don't I don't have my own sense of privacy anymore. I need something to take the edge off. And then there's the other one, the, the Heath Ledger, the uh, the Philip Seymour Hoffman. You know, that, I, I think that one's more of like, you know, they're already kind of troubled guys, but they funnel their troubles into their work. And that's why we get such extraordinary work out of them. But they're also, you know, they need to be able to find some way to come back down to reality after that or, or find a different reality. And then, unfortunately, they, they find that solace in any number of illicit substances. That's usually what we get. That's an interesting point that you you make because, you know, uh, a lot of people that would consider consider people that have a certain type of genius, uh, they're kind of like misfits. And... and, uh, Misfits? Yeah, well, they're misfits. They're considered, you know, uh, they don't necessarily feel, uh, you know, like... uh, like they're part of of something, you know, of it, and maybe that can kind of lead to certain be, what one would call certain destructive behavior. And you know, I, I it's a tragedy. In my opinion, it's a tragedy that someone uh, uh, is here and lost. But 
Get but to a question, bro. No, I'm <laughs> not. Rambling. It is what it is. Somebody dies, and he did a good job while he was here, you know? You're rambling, dude. Let the guy talk. Was there a question? <laughs> well, no, no, no. I, I, definitely, I definitely agree, to at least to a certain extent. Um, it is, realistically, you know, go down the books as accidental suicide. I mean, it, it's a lot, it's a lot uh, lighter on the audiences than, you know, putting a putting a thought off in your mouth, but, you know, it's still, it's still less tragic. And, and more to the point, I mean, I can understand, you know, finding ways to remove yourself from the present moment or trying to, you know, transcend something along those lines. But two kids at home, I mean. That's what I hear. That's what I, I keep thinking about because here's the deal. The way I see it is, uh, sure, we all have a lot of issues and problems and stresses in life, and some more than others. And then some people do have conditions that you 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 alluded to. You know, uh, troubled is what you said, and perhaps depression or what have you. But um, you know, there's things that that you know that are like um, um, the be all end all. You know, you have a family, then there's got to be a purpose. There's got to be like, okay, now I have kids. Now I got something else I could put my energy to. I don't, I don't know, though. You know, the thing is, when it's your time to go or when it's not, it, it is what it is. You know, I, I mean, we... I just, That's absolving not, yourself of I'm, responsibility. No, it was my time to go. It wasn't not, the needle that I put in my vein. See, you're, you're, po- you're pointing at one particular thing that you can totally say, oh, he should have been responsible for it. Absolutely. But we all should be responsible for one thing yes, or another. Yes, yes, I agree. No, but the next thing That's is... That's what I'm saying. Let me finish. But the next thing is that we are all irresponsible at one time or another, including you, Jose. Yes. In this case, he happened to die because of it. So in the meanwhile, yes... He, you know, he left a family behind, but so do many people who go outside and get struck by lightning. But that's my point. It's my. It's we are we are, we are responsible for our actions. And if something happens, that con- guy died. If somebody if somebody suffers consequences, don't say it was a disease. It was a bad choice. Anyway, we're going into philosophy here. We've got the Cineverse <laughs> guru here, uh, but you know, um, uh, Dave, being a um, a study of the entertainment field. Um, what have you come up with as far as, uh, you know, examples of this kind of tragedy? Well, I mean, you know, there's, there's so many and, and some that touched us very recently. I mean, if you guys remember just a few months ago, we had Corey Monty from, uh, from Glee, also heroin overdose in a hotel room up oh, in Canada. That's right. That was a heroin overdose también. Wow. So I mean, heroin. Heroin's generally the drug that'll do it to you. You never, you never see these guys. Uh, oh no, he smoked a, a bag of weed and died. Well, let me tell you, I think that I could watch a few reruns of Glee and die. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you there. I never but, got. Uh, just, I never I remember just a few months before him. Uh, we had uh, Whitney Houston. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that was a sad situation in of itself. Again, bad yeah, choices, and, but, but sad. And, but it's definitely it's a different sort of feeling because these guys didn't like go home and do a, a mountain of heroin because they you know they felt depressed and wanted to end it all. You know these are guys that had these these chemical problems, these dependencies, and they went to deal with you know their, their whatever. And you know it just so happened that they didn't end up uh, on top that time. I mean it's it's a lot in the entertainment industry. You know the music industry is littered with it. Certainly through the the early seventies when, you know, we lost Jim Morrison and, and Jimi Hendrix, Janis right. Joplin, Sid right. Vicious. I mean, it's you know, left and right, but these are also names that come up a lot as some of our greatest artists. 
you 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 oh, talk, really? you talked about uh these geniuses you know um you know Morrison and uh Hendrix and again you could talk about Heath Ledger and uh, you know uh Hoffman being sure. just uh geniuses in their fields uh, I guess the thing that's that's that that is common with them is the fact that they were the true bohemians they were real artists and it sounds like you alluded to the fact that they utilized their troubled uh personalities to channel that toward a, uh, yeah, they channel that into their art, which which leads me back to feeling more pity than uh, than I usually would when I hear a celebrity's OD'd, because you know I feel like you know you know I I understand that they had a substance abuse problem, but they also used the this darker part of their personality to channel into their art, thus making their art. Some of the best we had floating around. Philip Seymour Hoffman was one of our greatest living actors. So we were enablers, you so to speak. Yeah, so to speak. By by continuing to demand that level of performance, we are in, we are in fact enabling them to continuously put that out. And the only way they may find the ability to put out that level of performance. Is to abuse the substance. Okay, hey, so, okay, you lost me there now hey. because that absolves him of responsibility. Hey, my <laughs> boss is an enabler. Oh, yeah, no, eh? I, 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 <laughs> I don't think he's absolved of responsibility entirely, but I don't think that we are not, as an audience, we are not equally as uh, as guilty in pressuring uh, hey, this kind of art. Dave, I love where you're coming from, man. I am my brother's keeper. You know what? My, I I gotta I gotta tell you though. Um, I didn't know the guy was a heroin addict, and I still wanted him to go out there and put a good performance, not in spite of his heroin addict addiction, because I didn't know. Had I known that, I would have said this guy's got to get some help. You know? Yeah, but, certainly true enough. But and that that's the other thing. I think you are happier not knowing. So do, do you think that my like my assessment of Hollywood is that these people tend to be canonized and then they um <laughs> and then they and and then they end up uh, ex- in my ex- in my opinion excusing overdosedized ex- excusing <laughs> their actions you know and 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 they're making a big argument for a disease so called disease like addiction do you think that's a bad thing for Hollywood to do uh, uh, the answer is definitely yes. If you're looking at it just as its its influence on the younger generation, you know, here we are saying that you know this guy was a great performer in spite of using heroin. So if you're already a drug user, it's almost like, hey, you can be a, I can be doing drugs and still be a, have a great career. So it it is a little it is a little uh, precarious in that regard that we're making these guys out to be heroes even though they are exceptional in their art form. It does seem that we're coming dangerously close to condoning the activities that led to their death, which is something we definitely shouldn't do. I think Hollywood is doing that because I know that in Hollywood. I mean, I don't know, but I'm sure that in Hollywood they know that this all is going on, but they allow oh, it sure. and they enable no, sure. it. How definitely. about uh, you know every you know you there are Hollywood guys out there that you, you certainly I can tell you for sure that Philip Seymour Hoffman did not go down to the alley behind the Seven Eleven to buy fifty packs of heroin. No, that's a good point. He went across the street to the. A, he had a guy. He had a guy that met him at the ATM across <laughs> the street. There is a service that if someone provides to these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Anyway, uh, Dave, thanks so much for being on on the radio show with us. I really appreciate it, as always. My pleasure, and, as always. And lighting, enlighten us with your, uh, you know, your wisdom in Hollywood 
and entertainment. Now, do you want to let, let us let you have a minute to uh, to perpetuate your own kind of enabling by allowing us <laughs> uh, information as to where people can find the Cineverse and all that stuff? Well, we are still we are still available on our website at www.thecineverse.com as well as on YouTube. I'm sure you can find us just about anywhere and obviously on Twin Talk. Of course. Awesome. Hey, Dave, <laughs> thanks so much. We'll catch you next time. Hey, tell Cordell to check, My pleasure, guys. Tell him to check his voicemail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I, I'm going to say, hey, hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> All right. So thanks, we'll guys. take care, Dave. All right, man. I'll see you. Okay, bye. So we'll be right back. Uh, we're going to play a track right now. It's The Dead Will Rise. This is a track by Della Coma. He was on our show last week, and he performed this track live. Check it out. And when we, we'll come back, Angels Chill Lounge.
You're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Kick back and listen. addiction the frustration we experience due to an incompetent worker or too many bills or the anger we project due to I don't know fill in the blank or the feeling of hopelessness in your current relationship or an illness and ask yourself is it bipolar a condition simply because we agree it is it's an addiction a reaction to our skewed perception due to a fear or resentment. See, in time, we forge neural connections within us, creating a repetitive behavior. This repetitive behavior induces a biochemistry within us, which then we become dependent on. So, it's an addiction, and treat it as so. Do 12 steps. Go cold turkey. And what about religion or spirituality? Or just take a long, strenuous hike. Whatever the case, it's an addiction. And get yourself out of it. Chill. One love. That's another edition of Angel's Chill Lounge. Shoo! And uh, that comes that brings us to the end of our this week's Twin Talk with Jose. <laughs> right on, eh? Tuesdays is Twednesday. Tune in again next week. We got Love in the 38 coming next week. Is it next week? Next week. Next week it's our it's our Valentine's show. Our also, Valentine's we have Chanel Knighton, the uh, owner of Gimme Kiss the website for lovers she will be with us next week on our special valentine's show so check it out loving the 38 yes awesome. they got a new album coming out and i've been convincing them to bring some tunes and play some tunes so, so be here. also go to gimmekiss.com g-i-m-m-y-k-i-s-s the website uh chanel Knighton will be with us she's going to be talking about love and relationship on the what better day than this day the, uh, the couple days before Valentine's. A couple days before Valentine's. All right, tune in. Well, thanks so much for being with us tonight. Good night, y'all. Shoo!